0: I was playing, uh, I I DM a game called Things from the Flood. I think you know that. And it's a game where you play as teenagers Mm -hmm. and it's like near a particle accelerator uh, and spooky things happen. It's very spooky. It's very fun. If you live near a particle Uh,
1: accelerator, expect a spooky zombie.
0: There's spookies then uh so the players released a bunch of monsters into like the town that they're in because they did a whole thing from like an evil corporation they just basically like cabin it in the woods to, like pressed a button and released all the horrors.
1: You're not supposed to press uh, that and, button. Come on.
0: And one of the monsters that came up with was a uh like a plague doctor because there's a mysterious illness going around and so it was discovered that the plague doctor was like throwing vials into people's houses to try to get a new strain of like plague uh and so the players were fighting him Mm -hmm. and they in the way that like there's no no actual combat you just do a thing called extended trouble where everybody says what they're going to do to help trouble
1: because i like to think that 2020 is just extended trouble (laughs) extended (laughs) trouble best term for what's happening in the
0: world It's very difficult <laughs> it's difficulty <laughs> extended trouble. Uh, so they're in extent. So basically, it's like, oh, I'm gonna run around and I'm gonna like push the bad guy into. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. You're gonna push him them playing a vat out. of acid. And so I, I was like, okay, uh, I do that, and then I monologue like what happens, okay. like if they roll properly. Um, and so I'm doing this whole thing, uh, and they i was about i had been practicing you know those things that you just like practice and you're like this is gonna be a cool moment and everyone's gonna love so it and what, it's gonna be spooky what i'm cool. hearing is that
1: you prepared a bit
0: i prepared a bit yep. and then so i'm i start monologue and i'm getting into it and it's like starting to ramp up with like oh and it's the creature's kind of like hunched over you've noticed that for the first time and one of my players just goes it's a bird man and i go <laughs> uh oh it uh uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was literally one minute before I had the revelation of like the plague mask, like comes off and you see that it's actually like a beak is underneath. Beak That's is the same like, size. God, it's and, and he's like, it's a bird man. Like right before. And I go, Oh, uh, Oh, you, you stole fucking the ruined it! You stole the you thunder, st- De- deflated the entire thing, <laughs> and I was like, "You must be the guy that, like, in the movie theater, like, will yell out the answer oh to my a mystery in a whodunit." Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I like stormed off jokingly, and then I just like, but then I came back uh, when I
1: walked off. I'm like, "No, I'm actually mad." Though. <laughs> I, <laughs> I still like, legit thunder. mad. And then <laughs> the I came back and I'm the like, comedy show two nights in a row and yells out the punchline right before the guy. Yeah,
0: and then and then I like. I I got a little bit of like, DM. I didn't power trip too hard as a DM, but I did give them a worse ending than I was going to. Where like, because the plague doctor would have, if they had gone with a different plan, would have like helped them cure the thing. But I'm like, oh no, they set up a trap that was basically like buckshot in a thing. And I'm like, no, you just blow his head off, and so there's no help. Oh no, you're not gonna cure all these sick people because I-, I got I I was like, it makes sense in the context, but. Uh, this is me just this being a, a, a little baby. <laughs> a little baby. And, <laughs> and I little know little I'm being boy. a little baby,
1: and I'm not going to s- fix it. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's
0: fine to be baby in Segment City. Welcome to Segment City, everybody. A podcast in which Theo and I present segments each week. I'm Will Kane, and I just wet my diaper.
1: And I'm Theo Sapakos, and I, I just blew your head off.
0: Well... That's that's spooky. It's this is uh, another part of our Halloween. It's a month month of October. Spooky the month
1: of. Why don't we just do a year of Halloween? It's a it's a year of I spooky.
0: L- Everyone knows Halloween is my favorite holiday. Yeah, I, I I do think that people started Halloween a little early. People are in like beginning of September. were like get those pumpkins out. And I was just like, I wait wait, wait no no no
1: no. <laughs> the world needs just some goddamn thing to be excited about. Will you know what? Let them yeah. have this one.
0: Any every other year people wait they're like October fifteenth, I guess I'll people start are, doing Halloween. Because stuff, people in
1: every other year are holding on to those last long days of September, holding on for summer yeah, the like good warm they want weather. Summer. And this year they're like, I can't even go outside. Fuck this. I'm going inside. Yeah. <laughs> Basically <laughs> they're like, I've gotta be
0: doing trick or treat I'm gonna throw candy from across the street. That's right. Pelt kids. Uh but this brings us to Wills stupid thought for the week which is a spooky halloween theme. Mm. Teens are killed in slasher films to show real life teens that they are not invincible and that partying and having premarital sex will get you killed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I think I think it has the opposite effect though. Doesn't it? Like, does it make people
0: have more sex though?
1: Well, they can know that and feel like, more. Invincible? Well, like Jason isn't a real threat to my life.
0: Like, that's true. There's like I what, also what it's showing. Another...
1: What it's showing is like, in this movie, had the killer not been there, everyone would have just had a good time
0: because ev- yeah, before basically... the
1: killer shows up, everyone's having a great time, and then the killer shows up and everything goes wrong. But if the killer hadn't shown up, great time, good party vibes all around.
0: I had an addendum to this thought that teens are also killed because everyone is weirdly okay with it. Like adults revel in how young, stupid, and horny the teens are, right. and teens revel in how much hornier and stupider movie <laughs> teens are than them. They're like, "I would never be murdered."
1: Right. Everyone's drawing comparisons to these young, young, nasty teens that just want to yeah. they just want to have a good party and they just want to be drunk as a skunk. And everyone's like, I would I, I would never do that. I would never be I that it, vulnerable. It also
0: helps that they don't ever cast, like, people who look like actual 18-year-olds. I do think people kind of, like, looked older back in the day. But, like, if you had modern-day 18-year-olds, you'd be like, you're killing babies right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these children are out and about. It's like, no, they cast, like, people who are more towards their 30s than they are their right.
1: teens. Yeah, they're, they're quote-unquote teens, right. So, so in your <laughs>
0: like, head you're like hey, don't you I love have it wrinkles? when you're watching a
1: movie that casts teens and you're like these actors are way too old to be doing this this is not convincing yeah. at all get a job <laughs> get get a real job a real teens
0: job. i'm acting right now that's the real job that's, the real what? Job.
1: <laughs> that's the how you know they're good at acting you, so know, if you forget it is funny that it's like teen horror movies not just like just not just regular horror, regular horror movies it's, like teen horror movies, you know, have a certain level of camp to them a little, yeah. you know, they have the certain tropes of the characters. That you're like, oh, this guy's going to die in this way because he's the nerd, right? Like the nerd doesn't survive, mm-hmm. blah, 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 that kind of thing. It's never like a
0: group of 50 year olds at a swingers party. <laughs> like I would that love gets a to see a,
1: a, um, a middle aged group of men in a horror movie. Like, oh dude. <laughs> rodney no he had so little life left to live what is he gonna do bill wake up bill bill's asleep on the couch he's bill's just taking a nap
0: would, <laughs> I mean, would you feel better or worse if you if they killed elderly people not elderly but like
1: people who are supposed to know better
0: yeah I think elderly would feel bad because they're yeah. uh, usually more vulnerable. But, there's the, but if you had somebody that's like still like there's out that and weird, about. The, and like, the
1: weird middle section where you're an adult and you get no sympathy. We don't feel anything <laughs> for you. <laughs> Listen, you shouldn't have been doing what you're doing, Age you 35 to 60. I'm sorry. You're... Just don't be doing what you're doing. If, if you can't come up with a
0: plan to defeat, right. like, Leatherface, then right. I think you're a bad adult and you should die. Whereas <laughs> a teen, you're like, well, they're just dumb teens.
1: Well, maybe there are no middle-aged horror movies because they tried to make one and then they couldn't write believable characters that would get killed because they kept coming up with really good plans to just get out of there.
0: The guy's like, "Hey honey, let's go have sex for the first time in a year." <laughs> She's like, "Nah, I'm not feeling it." He goes, "All righty." <laughs> they,
1: they don't go. Yeah, there's a spooky knock on the door on the back door and the guy's like, "That's it. Our security system is going <laughs> to automatically call the police if anybody gets in. It's all right. We're protected. <laughs> I have a dog
0: that uh, that I've trained because I'm an adult to guard the house." So,
1: I legally own a gun that I keep by my my bedside, so I'm protected. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, let's split up, gang.
0: No. No, you know what? I think
1: I'm going to get in my car and drive away from here.
0: (laughs) Let's let's all just group together back to back with knives and just kind of swing them. Keep swinging until we're in the car. Everybody check the back seat. (laughs) check the trunk we're good excuse we can me just do drive you think away. that i
1: lease a subaru outback to stay in this situation no i'm getting <laughs> out of here
0: oh no it cut the brake line well good thing i know how to fix it like, <laughs> <laughs> i have the experience to get out of this situation <laughs> The car won't
1: start it's fine it just needs a little it just needs a jump just get turn on the other one. Oh yeah, and, I, yeah we can no no, no it's here, fine i've
0: i've had this car for 10 years
1: kicks it and just goes <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, freddy's just like oh no no <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it yeah a killer trying to outwit some really competent people that are like really prepared and and very very even tempered like we can just handle this guys it's not a big deal
0: yeah we could just get out of here guys do you want to like go to chili's <laughs> they're like yeah
1: <laughs> all right so everybody leave uh pam you're gonna go with mark and we're all gonna round up and we're gonna yeah. meet up at the applebee's and uh first... are we gonna
0: split cars are we gonna oh we're all gonna go but what if they keep what if the villain machetes my car that's gonna be a well, lot don't worry i'm gonna have uh, you pay for it. me and
1: bill will be designated drivers at, at chili so we'll all be fine we're gonna get back here okay at the end of the night the killer's gonna be really bored he'll probably be asleep on the couch and then we'll just stab him ourselves easy
0: yeah Everybody knows chilies are the safest place in the world.
1: When you're here, because... you know what they say, Chilies. when you're here, you're safe from killers. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, like, Jason coming in, going, and then, like,
0: <laughs> two poles on, like, next to the host stand just come, like, miniguns come out, and they point at him. it's, like, threat detected at Chili's. And the hostess comes out, it's like... <laughs> get out of
1: here <laughs> the hostess says, sorry sir you're gonna have to leave you're gonna
0: i'm sorry sir I'm sorry, you're sir. gonna have to leave this mortal plane
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <Dang> <laughs> it. you can't kill him i can't believe uh, it my one pitfall chilies
0: every horror movies does need a a person to do something extremely stupid to happen and I do, I dislike that when stories do that. Well, but.
1: I don't know. The Shining, nothing, no one really did anything stupid.
0: Uh, uh they they could have, uh, yeah. That's more there like- certain ones that people don't do something stupid, but, like, The Shining is a, a, a shining beacon on yes, the hill it's of true. It,
1: I just took a 10 out of 10 and was like, not this perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: like, most movies have that, like, moment. Yes. I was thinking about this. This is a side thought just before we get into the actual segments. I've been watching Parks and Rec. Um, which is now off of Netflix, which I'm sad about. Mm. Um, but I'm in season, the second to last season, which is season six. And I, I lamented to my girlfriend of, I don't like that. Every episode needs a conflict. So right. somebody will do something very stupid and out of character, and f- for some reason they just chose Leslie for like a, a number of episodes in season season right. season six. Like sometimes, they, like in the other seasons, they kind of spread out somebody doing stupid, but like they also kind of like lampshade it, where she's like, "I'm gonna make sure that you don't do this proposal, Tom." Like even though he's prepared for the proposal, she's like, "I don't think you're ready for it." Yeah, based off of nothing,
1: just people creating drama that feels a little a little contrived.
0: It's contrived, but it's like, it's a show that is also very contrived and city council is like the top news. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not, I don't know <laughs> any of the city councilors in any town I've lived in. Uh, but maybe that's because I'm forgetful and I
1: don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's going to go on with your segment, Theo. My next segment, my next segment is kind of, kind of a Theo's stupid thought, to be honest Ooh. with you. It's more like Theo is mad. And Theo is mad. Okay. I, I I, feel like I need to bring this segment around more often. Theo is mad. You know what I'm mad about this week, <laughs> Will? <Okay, laughs> I'm ready. I'm actually ready. You know what I'm, I'm low-key very angry about? The amount of time in school, like elementary and middle school, that teachers made us spend making fucking bibliographies. Can we talk about how many bibliographies <laughs> I've made in my elementary and middle school education and how how much of it was a goddamn waste of time? I have Since graduation of high school, I think I have made a grand total of zero bibliographies, and it's been totally okay. I've, like, survived the mo- – I thought that – they taught me that, like, if you were to not cite something, you would be shot on sight. And they, <laughs> if you don't follow MLA format, you will go straight to the gulag, is what I was this told is- <laughs> when I was a child. And now this now someone's a- just like, hey, do you mind telling me where you got that, that fact? And I'm like, here's the URL. And they're like, good enough. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I don't need to write my fucking, like, enter all these fields. I used to use this site called Sight night with a C, C-I-T-E, because oh. mm-hmm. it was an easier way to do site like oh, everybody thi- had their their website it was that, just that you could put in a book title it was or whatever. just some grade a bullshit i got so many points off so many like dings for like this needs to be indented this needs to be underlined i'm fucking mad it's no effect on reality <laughs> it has no effect on reality like <laughs> this is the most petty
0: origin story for a serial Dude, killer I am <laughs> so obs- yes
1: yes I will. I'm gonna become the sight knight. I am the sight knight. <laughs> <laughs> you may be indent, and now I'm gonna d- dent your head. I'm gonna Boom. indent your Blood face.
0: <laughs> oh no! It's just a little old lady. That was your school teacher. Like,
1: oh, do you remember hurt. me? No. Theo Sopakos? Oh, dang oh, it! Dang it. <laughs> Does the name there... Theo Sopakos ring a bell? No, I no. taught thousands of children. How would I know you? <laughs> Oh, dang it. <laughs> I know that generally is... you you provided a moral a moral boon to society and you did a lot of good in your life, but you wronged me in a very nuanced, specific and arbitrary way. <laughs>
0: Theo, this is the most I was expecting something like very this is ooh You've done better than I thought you were gonna do with the th- uh, th- Theo's bad. This is—I have not th- thought about Works Cited in forever because I haven't had to write that's a paper what, since that's I graduated what I, college. That's
1: what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying, though. Like they spent all this time and effort every single year teaching you how to cite things, and it didn't matter. Like I'm fairly convinced that only teachers care about this. Like no one else in the world te- cares about this. It, I do. There's.
0: It, Education is building on itself, so I, in my mind, the having the multiple works cited, is is more of look at different sources, right? Uh like for a later segment, I I looked at multiple sources because some of them m- missed stuff, sure, that I wanted to include, but. I do agree that the the format is just busy work. The format there's is no,
1: just busy work. It's just wasted
0: time. I, I get it because they don't want just like loose URLs or like I read this book like it's some order right. to it but also is
1: silly and nobody actually cares. <laughs> and no one actually cares. So that's what I'm mad about. And I think we can all agree that maybe there's a better way to use our time than to arbitrarily indent and underline and italicize things you know just you i know that children have a lot of time i know this i know that children have a lot of time but they could be doing something better than making a fucking bibliography and i don't think anybody i think this is a, a sin that goes unnoticed by a lot of people and i'm here i'm on the is pulse it a Sin. i'm on the pulse think, okay here's the thing about you american te- you education me, teachers of america you haven't got i me. don't think i don't
0: think a lot of people are on the pulse of education <laughs> Right now, especially, <laughs> I think a lot of people are just kind of like, "Whatever, everybody does it." Yeah, but that is a lot the of school systems. Everybody does it. A lot
1: of like memes and stuff are like referencing how it was a waste of time to learn cursive. Sure, learning cursive waste of time. I get it, but yeah, that's just a common thing to think about. Like everybody knows that one. All right. Yeah, or like, how, why didn't they teach us
0: how to balance a checkbook or something in high yeah, school? Yeah. Right. Instead of all em- these
1: calculus. All these things. Anyways. I'm mad. I
0: love that I the the you weren't there for the lesson where they're like, so this is the phrase let sleeping dogs lie. (laughs) Where you just kind of like it's you
1: you had a brain blast and you're just like and I gotta explode. I gotta use my platform to go off on these fucking teachers. You think you're better You you think you're better than me? No, you don't get to get away with this.
0: You fucking (laughs) repressed. Work cited in your mind until now. <laughs> and then it just came out. And you, like, I just imagined you just like sitting, just drinking a drink next to Laura, and you just go <laughs> and just crush it in your it. hand. And she was like,
1: You okay, honey? You and you just it really like, grinds my gears. <laughs> bibliographies. Bibliographies.
0: <laughs> and then and then you go and kill him. And then on the gravestone, you put in a works cited of <laughs> who killed it. Of you who killed your English
1: teacher. Oh no. <laughs> it's all uh alphabetical and everything. Oh lord. Yep. Yeah,
0: perfect. <laughs>
1: Shake my damn anyway, head. Anyway, from from
0: uh, anger to something a little bit more sensual, the opposite of anger's love. This is Amazon Erotica <gasps> Halloween edition. Halloween edition. I found a book series called Halloween
1: Hunks. Of course you did.
0: Why wouldn't you?
1: (laughs) I just Googled
0: Halloween on Amazon. For people who don't know, I just look at the top-rated Amazon listings, and this time I, I put in Halloween, and I read the description. So let's just get right into taking Jason. First time straight to gay. Okay. Okay, Halloween hunks. In this sizzling Halloween short, Tommy Jarvis... I think that's the name from a character from Friday the 13th. <laughs> it is, they just stole it. Um, it's just a simple, strapping young straight guy with a love of the outdoors. Who doesn't love the outdoors?
1: Yeah, I kind of love the outdoors. I, if loving the outdoors is is wrong, then I don't want to be inside. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but after a,
0: a rocky fight with his girlfriend one night, he makes an impulsive drive out to his favorite stomping ground in the woods to blow off some steam alone. Hey, you know when you have when you get mad and you just go out into the murder
1: woods? I hate you. I'm going uh, to the woods.
0: I, I'm going to make you very mad and give you a reason to kill me. Now I'm going to go alone into the woods where you could just bury me ordinarily this this forest is the perfect place for peace and solitude but what tommy doesn't know is that there is a masked monster on the loose jason morehouse that's letter. that's an jason is a friday okay uh it's been a long long time since the slash happy brute was able to see and feel a warm and tender body to make matters worse tommy has an unfortunate unfortunate nervous tick Whenever he is frightened, the adrenaline sends all of his blood pumping to one spot in yeah, particular okay, yeah. downstairs. Is that is it's that sending a, him a, into an unequal
1: rush of horny lust? Hey, you need to go see <laughs> see a doctor about about your about your uh, problems just, here, buddy. That's a, that's there's, that's not good.
0: There's a f- fight. There's flight, and then there's erection.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> so the three. Nat- nature's three responses. He just he gets a bit. <laughs> All the blood goes from his legs to his penis, where it's needed. <laughs> He's like, whoa, "Whoa, my legs are getting really wobbly. Whoa, well, I can't stand whoa. up." whoop
0: <laughs> There we go. Oh, somebody could just crawl on top of me. <laughs> it's just so like they didn't even try. They're just like, "Yeah, he—that's his defensive." End. He's just like wiggling at. Him. He's like, get away, you get away. <laughs> Don't make me hit you with this. Do you know these.
1: that? Do you know that? Um, that character in My Hero Academia who can like use all the electricity, but then he get, becomes really stupid.
0: Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's
1: like that guy, but it becomes really horny and really stupid because oh! all the blood has left his brain. <laughs> There's no ability to think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have to have sex with this monster. Okay, so this is book two, Hushed. Another first-time MM BDSM taboo. Hmm. Th- those are just all taglines in the title of the name. Like, uh, the, t- the title, the name, the, the title. Uh, so, Hush is when the cocky student, Stroder Laurie, Stroder Lori <laughs> just Wait. took the name from the character from Halloween and flipped it,
1: Laurie Stroder. <laughs> Stroder Laurie, why don't you just... Strody Lori. No one's just going to, no one, no one's going to question that my first name is Stroder. No one's going to... Dress- no. No? All right. My last name's the first name? Yeah, All right, okay. we're not going to question that? All right, moving on
0: is left home alone on Halloween. He gets the naughty idea to check out the hot new dating app slasher. Rumor has it. It's it's for anonymous hiccup (laughs) hookups with only the most depraved brutes, hungry for a night of taboo fantasy and kinky (laughs) brutalities.
1: There are hot singles waiting for you on stabber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's the thing for if it was a, a gay man's app, I think that would be a little bit appropriate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Not> do- <laughs> oh my god as opposed to sl-
0: slasher is absolutely stupid <laughs> Saber would have been funnier <laughs> stupid idiot creator of this oh by the way these books is by somebody named mason harns which has just abs as their their like photo so i think that's a fake name
1: you don't you don't uh, s- you don't say yeah
0: the parents the the parents is won't be home until 11 what's the harm in a little night of halloween mischief the guy in the cover looks like he's 50 so i don't know why he's living with it like why his parents are going to be home but stroder (laughs) has to be careful when you put yourself out there in the dark of night just about any hungry mass monster might take the invitation
1: i'm you know what it's been a while but I'm ready to put myself out there, out on the market for any monster to come and eat me. I'm really, getting really ready. Come get me.
0: Come oh, and no, no, get
1: no. Me. <laughs> Don't actually get me. I'm single and ready to be eaten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they'll they'll take you up on that. Uh, in this fun... Oh, the, the third one is the escape room. In this fun and fr- filthy Halloween short after a long night of partying, Greg, Peter, and Bobby all just like... Just these boys names. are
1: these boys are as straight as they come <laughs> <laughs> wake up in a perilous situation <laughs>
0: position the three fat frat buddies find themselves in a room they don't recognize with not much in the way of decor aside from one bed and a tv displaying some highly unusual Sorry, these, demands these
1: guys are frat bros you think they're gonna wake up and be like this room decor is t- this room is really sparsely decorated where's your bob marley poster man where's your like beer sign and your neon lights what's up with that there's nothing here
0: the decor is just terrible my dude
1: yeah
0: (laughs) uh displaying some twist twisted game if they want any chance of solving this puzzle they have to work together and that just might entail these lads getting closer than ever before (laughs) imagine okay just oh, well, let's, let's finish <laughs> it. Sharing sharing a dorm together, you're bound to be close. With personal boundaries pushed and prodded I, every I re- day.
1: I really like the yeah. idea of these boys waking up in this room, and the and the TV on the wall <laughs> flickers on, and there is what's the guy from Saw called? uh Oh, what's his the face? puppet? Yeah, like, the puppet. And he's like Jigsaw. It's like Jigsaw. He's like, well, like, oh, thank you for working up. Welcome to my trap room. Oh my God, it's Jigsaw! I I know this. What kind of what kind of puzzles are we gonna have to do? You have to fuck each other. That's what? Yeah, you gotta. Uh, oh, you gotta put. And they just kind of like, okay, gotta get naked. That's the trap. If you don't, I'll, uh, I'll kill you.
0: I think. It, <laughs> <laughs> what if he's just like, you want to play a game? And they're like, oh, I'd love to play a game with with Greg. Ooh, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait! Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no! This is the trap. <laughs> I found the key. It was in his butt. Oh, dang it. You <laughs> had a whole thing that was that to really be You should really learn game. to hide
1: your keys in more less obvious places. That's the first yeah, place or- I checked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you just like? What, they're
0: just like, bro, job, bro, job. <laughs> no, 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 bro, jobs. Uh, I also love that they're just like sharing a dorm together. You're bound to, like, you, I had dorms with people. I was never like, mm, you know, if somebody puts me in, any situation i'm just gonna start like kissing other guys uh there are some but there are some lines that once crossed there's no going back from will winning this game be worth losing their dignity dignity wait is that all That's it's just their dignity it's not their lives it's like oh <laughs> dignity or dying dignity
1: death. dignity death
0: Here, <laughs> here's here's the fourth book once bitten werewolves first time going gay His first time going, (laughs) but it won't be his last. Uh, Young, straight, and painfully shy. Uh, Wade is in a sticky situation. He's been assigned by his newspaper editor to interview star athlete Dominic Thorne right before he performs in the big game that night. It's the biggest opportunity he's had as a young journalism career, so he should be over the moon. Instead, he's scared for his life because ever since he got bit by a strange animal a few minutes ago, his body's been feeling funny lately.
1: <laughs> I can't go. I've got rabies. <laughs> My should body this feels checkout?
0: funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should interview him. I'm feeling really weird. I got bit. <laughs> that I lo- He's just been feeling a little funny after he got bit by a wolf. Uh Dominic's status as top <laughs> Wouldn't be dog feeling is a legendary. Little funny after
1: you you get bit by a wolf. Even if I it wasn't that... a werewolf, you'd be feeling a little bit funny if you got bit by a normal wolf. Let's be clear.
0: These I love that there is an A plot and then they like very quickly put in a B plot that is just <laughs> like, "Oh wait, you shouldn't have you should have put that at the beginning." Uh, Do, uh Dominic's status as top dog is legendary as is many of his conquests on the campus. As the campus playboy, will Wade be able to control himself in the presence of a handsome and insatiable Dominic? Wait, is it okay? So it's implying like, when he becomes a werewolf, he also becomes gay.
1: When he becomes really aroused, he becomes a wolf. <laughs> the curse. <It's> a, <laughs> the curse of a, <laughs> when when I get really really turned on, I I turn into a wolf.
0: You know, he he ain't that other guy that gets a bone or whatever.
1: He's in danger. She is, gets this a the, right. It's the new uh, Justice League of really horny boys. By the way, none of these books have been over 30 pages. These are all... You know what? They're like, concise. They get to the point. They're concise. They strike to the heart of the story. There's no riffraff.
0: Well, this is the last one. Toil and Trouble, Forbidden First Times. Uh, Halloween during quarantine season isn't quite as exciting as years past for straight college stub Silas. It's been six months now since he's been able to go out and have a nice hookup. With nothing to occupy his free time but scary stories in the dark. His pent-up hormones. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so I picked up a new quarantine hobby. It's reading scary stories in the dark by myself, my, yeah. By myself, I get the <laughs> flashlight.
0: I put it under my face so it's only spooky to me. And
1: then I, <laughs> I, look I in read the mirror, their spooky stories. And I say, and I say, uh, Bloody Mary, oh, three times. And uh, then then I'm spooked for the whole night. And I can't sleep. That's been my quarantine. He's just like in a. <laughs> he's, his,
0: fr- his frat bros are just like you know. There's Netflix, right? Like there's also there's also us. We got trapped in a room together, and we just. <laughs> <laughs> and then we figured out it was actually just we the door was a little bit jammed and we were already <laughs> kissing it was not we all kissing the,
1: and someone came in and said hey boys it's not locked you can come out and we, you know we figured we just you know we'd finish up before we left. and he said uh, "Do you want to
0: play a, a football game and we just heard "Do you want to play a game and we we're like i gotta get it's enough for me. pants off of greg it's a good um, enough for
1: me mm-hmm
0: uh with nothing to uh, uh, his pent-up hormones and love for edge of your seat thrills begins to blur together when he suddenly comes up with a crazy idea what better way to celebrate halloween than to pull out the old ouija board light a few candles and call up a demon to come over and make mischief Mm -hmm. but an open Mm -hmm. door is an invitation and what comes knocking that night might just be more than he bargained for much much more he gets fucked by a demon (laughs) <laughs> okay and yeah right all right now you get it now i'm getting it and that's that's the end of halloween hunks
1: <laughs> halloween well, hunks forever be in our hearts though mm-hmm. these hunky boys they they only get one month a year to be really hunky and 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 hot so uh we got to give them the month yeah just gotta <laughs> <give> them- <laughs> can't wait for christmas hunks <laughs> this is a whole different genre of hunk no overlap. Thanksgiving hunk. Oh, no. I don't want to know what you're doing with that turkey. Put that away. But, but I do want to know what you're doing for the next segment, Theo. I have for you, we're returning to the world of bad amusement parks. And Ooh. in this edition, we have Dickens World after the stylized <laughs> life of our one Charles Dickens. Oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to be a child sweatshop worker? <laughs> Come to Dickens World. That's right. Um, I want to read from you. So uh, Dickens Dickens World was a theme park from 2007 to 2016. And th- uh, there was this interesting article posted on Al Jazeera America um, about and It's called Launched to Great Expectations. Dickens theme park <laughs> falls on hard times. Were there great expectations? That author was fucking falling out of their seat so laughing good. about that. They so were good. so happy with it. So, so thrilled. I'm going to read you this article. Go for it. Gesticulating with a foot long replica of a cleaver, an actor in Victoria co- Victorian costume speaks to a group of tourists standing elbow to elbow inside a dimly lit, sparsely decorated replica of a 19th century London dining room. Will you already die? Yes. This is already terrible. Already horrible.
0: This man's poorly lit. He can't see the people in front of me, and he's just swinging around a cleaver. Just like not with go down, <laughs> With a bad is this okay, you'll probably get to it, but I presume it's in London, please? It is in England,
1: yes. It's not okay. in London, Ooh. but it's in England, yes. He jovially like Idaho. He jovially jovially spouts stories about the woes of the poor, like a newsboy of the period. Extra, extra, read all about having no money. It's terrible.
0: Here you go, throw some dirt on you, you can
1: feel what it's like. <laughs> How many people once lived in a six by six foot rooms like this one? Often twenty or more. What is that odor stinking up the cramped room? The animal animal fat used in lieu of candle wax. Where did all these people used to go to the loo? Into this metal chamber pot, which was empty out the window. <laughs> don't you love wonderful? Don't you love Victorian England? It sucks honey,
0: ass. <laughs> honey, we only get one vacation a year. Where do you want to go?
1: Where do you want to go? How take about the kids? we go to
0: the dirty the dirty place where they throw shit out the window? Perfect.
1: I so, love you, honey. I can't wait to and travel get... back a few hundred years of time into a gross, dirty, plague-infested time. It sounds so romantic. I'm glad that we got past that time
0: and yet have a weird fondness for it, even though it's objectively <laughs> I'm, worse.
1: I'm glad that we can uh, idolize it and remember it so fondly when it sucked so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> Youngsters, their parents, and other tour participants fill the room with laughter while the 20-year-old actor Nathan Hyen... Cheeses them at every turn. You're eleven years of age, and you don't have a job yet. What do your parents say? He jokes to one of the children. Hi, say I'm
0: I'm good at school, and I'm doing a good <laughs> job, and I'll be a doctor one day. He's like, ooh, ooh. ooh, a
1: doctor! Get the leeches.
0: And then the actor has the terrible <laughs> choice to make: of do I keep in character, or do, to stomp on this child's dream, or do or I, do I,
1: li- let <laughs> I let up? Ever let up? Higgin is guiding the group through Dickens World, a theme park that aims to bring to life Charles Dickens's Victorian England and educate visitors about poverty's hardships. Tucked into a mall complex in the town of Chatham, <laughs> an hour outside London, this 100,000 square foot attraction features replicas of bleak scenes from Dickensian times, animatronics, sound effects, and flickering lights included.
0: Here, yeah, the worst part of capitalism
1: in this capitalist mall. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to teach you about poverty for a low, low price. <laughs> the the- I love uh, it's in a mall. That's great. I thought it was the most exciting thing to be involved in, says Grove, who once served as the Joint General Secretary of the Dickens Fellowship, an association of fans and scholars of the late writer. O'Sullivan, Beer, and his co- and his colleagues, she says, wanted to quote create a London that visitors were looking for and couldn't find anymore. Unquote. Oh, you want the shit part of town? We cleaned that up. Now you got to pay <laughs> to go there. <laughs> that is that that is such weird. That's
0: so weird. Yes, that people in that weird. time hated that, and yes. now we're looking back with just like rose colored It's like, oh, it would be so great to be just put in and like, oh grandpa shit his pants and now it smells the entire
1: apartment up (laughs) of 20 people like terrible it would be a terrible time why are we going back to people in the year 20 2200 paying money to go visit low-income housing like yeah exactly why (laughs) it's it's a weird nostalgia lenny andrio a former sales consultant who took over as director in 2012 argues that dickens's words and the park's animatronic presentations of them have particular salience in today's world of growing economic inequality. Quote, they don't age. They're still true to this day. Unquote, he said. The problem is that now there's so many of us. Poverty is sort of hidden away. In Victorian times, poverty was so blatantly clear. You just walk the streets and see poverty. You want to come see poverty, kids? what is this guy any he, next is gonna be like
0: and children worked and knew what why is he's, he like he's like you he's know like, what? it was great to see everybody eating he shit re- and like, he's
1: reveling in it he's like it was so great in the times when someone was poor and you could really see the poorness on their face
0: i like get the point he's making but the
1: way he's making it is terrible it's horrible the what theme oh. the theme part consists of seven scenes there's Peggotty's boathouse, an overturned vessel that, in Dickens's fictional world of David and Copperfield, housed eighty to one hundred people. There's a typical Victorian lounge, similarly overcrowded. A model of the cemetery Dickens visited to ponder story ideas. A debtor's prison, and austere classroom where children sat on wooden benches and repeated their draconian teacher's lectures in unison. There's also a haunted house where actors quote show our audience how tricks and illusions were made in Victorian times using mirrors. Unquote. What? I I don't I don't know what's that, happening. Okay, that went off of. <laughs> I don't it know. just went off. It, it's, like, it's like
0: there's a there's a roller coaster of emotions. they like, going all right, there. so our
1: theme pike park sucks. What do you want to add? At a haunted house. <laughs> all right, that'll sounds go like good. We got it. it sounds like you got it. Life-size animatronics and puppets of prisoners and alcoholics punctuate this replica of not so merry uh, old London. The entire tour takes about ninety minutes. But as fate would have it, Dickens' world has fallen on hard times. Few people, it seems, want to experience poverty through the theme through a theme park.
0: Who would have thunk it?
1: <laughs> Who would have thunk Who, it? You know, you know Disney and how uh, you pay money <laughs> to go to what is it called the happiest the, place the, the on earth. The least wonderful place on earth. Is that what it's called? Is that what? Is oh, that the, the most mon- depressing place on earth. That's right. That's, that's yeah. what Disney was going for. Yeah. Right. With all those terrible, terrifying characters, all, all yeah. eating gruel and dying at the age of 35. Yeah. That's that, what we need.
0: I thought Disney was a capitalist. The whole.
1: <laughs> no. And this is literally <laughs> like, I don't,
0: here's the thing. Okay. This Let, is like, well, well you, you finished the article and we'll kind of, or was that the end?
1: There's a little bit more. But let's finish You have to learn about the fall, the fall of Dickens World, as it were.
0: Oh, it's closed. Oh, it's closed. Oh no! But as fate
1: would have it, Dickens World has fallen on hard times. Few people, it seems, want to experience poverty through a theme park built on a budget of eleven million and envisioned by its founders (gasps) to rival rival attractions like Disneyland. The park has not lived up to financial expectations and is barely eking out enough to get by, according to Andrew. Since the park opened its door in 2007, the operators have had to shut down several parts of the attraction. A water ride that encircled the park was drained. Several animatronic creations were put to rest, including a life-size model of Dickens. Many of the puppets now sit in the dark, motionless and unplugged. That's fucking terrifying.
0: That is terrifying. To
1: attract more people, the park lowered its admission prices. Quote, we're at the point now where we just have to go for volumes of visitors and numbers rather than profits, <laughs> says Andrew. Oh, my so God. More people, so the more people we can bring through the doors, the more chance we have of succeeding and fulfilling another year. Ideally, Andrew would like for Dickens World to find a wealthy benefactor, though one less complicated than the great expectations able Magwitch, to help fund the attraction's operating, co- attractions operating costs, allowing him to open the doors of Dickens World to the public at no cost. Quote, I think we must never forget that the po- there's poverty all over the world," unquote, he said. And to come to into Dickens' world, uh, and to come into Dickens' world actually would show you in a very short period of time how much poverty there is and how much poverty there still is. I, okay, the
0: multiple things because we're this just uh, a, <laughs> what what what, they, there was one. <laughs> thing that i feel like a lot of creatives fail to do which is just go out on the street mm-hmm. look at somebody and go would you go to this yeah and i think the answer would be no i wouldn't
1: go to take, D- a, ten, Dickens take World. a take a poll of maybe 10 people and say if five of them were to say yes i would go to this thing and then don't just be at the the dickens society asking people because they're going to say don't spend your whole life surrounded by dickens fanatics and say wouldn't it be great if there was a very specific theme park that fulfilled our shitty fantasy of living in a terrible time it just feels so like (laughs)
0: why would you have a theme park though it's, it should have been a museum or something. Like, it should be a, like the fun splash ride where it's you ride on sewage. For,
1: for like, a theme park to be successful, you have to convey sights, sounds, and smells of the thing that yeah. you're going for. I have to tell you that all three of those factors are, are not really favorable to this time period.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> I, okay, here's the thing. One, don't have animatronics. No, That's weird. please God, no. That's too expensive. They always break down. If At most, have like an old lady outside the window that just kind of goes, eah, 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 <laughs> you know, doesn't do anything. Um, having rides is just wild. I don't know what theme they were going for because theme parks are fun and I don't want to go to a place that makes me depressed when I want to go to a It's almost like park. they had
1: this idea of Dickens World and then someone in the back of the room went, why, how is it going to be fun though? And they had to be it, like, Oh, right, it has to be fun for children, or else no one will come. It feels like a, a Simpsons or
0: a Futurama bit, like <laughs> just a background, like we're going to Dick, like just someplace, Dickens' world, because it's so outrageous that a capitalist venture would be about Charles Dickens, who like <laughs> talked about the play to the like, it's crazy to me. And about bit, like okay, I would be interested if it was like a walkthrough museum of like this is what Victorian times were like. You're right, that would can, be interesting. Be like like through is, the frame of you'd be Dickens. Like, yeah, this is pretty bad. Yeah, I would go to that if it was like a, a smooth like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, maybe. Sure, maybe I, as a part like, of okay. a larger
1: exhibit. Something you know, as part of another attraction. Yeah.
0: The moment that a log flume gets involved, <laughs> I think
1: I could just just think to yourself maybe what would Charles Dickens' reaction be to a log flume. what would he say about this Uh, other than (laughs) what would he think other than let's do it again (laughs) i think he would be horrified by this
0: (laughs) talk about reading somebody's thing but not knowing what they're like jesus i'm gonna give you a few
1: reviews oh please do shirley says very disappointed in this attraction. The guide slash actor was so over the top, it became very irritating and boring. He shouted his lines and was incoherent most of the time, oh! so learned very little. We were in a large group, and he asked every person whether they thought Sweeney Todd was a real person, which, as you can imagine, took an age. Hey, was Sweeney Tod- Todd- Do you think, S- think Sweeney right. think- <laughs> Todd? Do you think Sweeney
0: Todd? Do you think Sweeney Todd? Do you think
1: Sweeney Todd? We were all trapped in a classroom for what seemed like hours. We eventually made our escape to relieve ourselves of the incessant shouting and silly singling out of visitors. All we wanted to do was receive a faint, fairly brief talk on the exhibit and then be able to wander around. As for the mirrors joke, words escape me. Utter dross uh, and dumbing down of a great literary figure. Such a shame. It needs it needs some event professionals to take over As I, as I think the set is actually rather good. Two out of five. One oh. more review. Jinxy says, and the title of this review is, Santa is canceled this year, kids.
0: <laughs> Get out of here.
1: The review paid to take the kids to Dickens World today to see Santa. Kids were really excited. Three hours to go. Smiley face, smiley face. Oh, Dickens World ruined kids dreams. Sad face, sad face. Because they <laughs> rang us to tell us they had canceled now because there is a fair instead, which must have known about a long time ago. A lot of disappointed children and angry parents, thanks to the inconsiderate company of Dickens World, who chose to let kids down and cash on the fair and said, one out of five stars. It Santa's be a- canceled, kids.
0: It wouldn't be a review without inappropriate emojis and yep. misspellings.
1: And rambling sentences. And rambling sentences.
0: <laughs> speaking of rambling <laughs> yes please. and and being weird i'm gonna tell you a spooky wikipedia historian Ooh. this is not from wikipedia because the wikipedia article for this is actually very sparse it's not a like it it only has like a paragraph or so about a crazy thing uh there is In uh, England, there is known as the Magnificent Seven of Cemeteries, which are old Victorian cemeteries, which also goes with the Dickens. Um, And in one of them, Highgate Cemetery, there was a hunt for a vampire. But weirdly enough, this story is not going to be about uh, the, the Highgate vampire. No, no, no.
1: Well, it's you about- can't just say there's a story about a vampire, but I'm not telling you about the story about the vampire. No, no.
0: I mean, here's the thing, Theo. It's not just about the vampire, it's about the two vampire hunters who <laughs> feuded
1: <laughs> okay. trying to get this All vampire. Right, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back on board. You got me. Okay, this
0: is an article from My London news I, it's the right. first time i've ever seen this uh source but it had a pretty okay uh and i'll try to insert like they didn't have everything in it so i'm just gonna try to insert like some things they left out it's been dubbed the cre- creepiest cemetery in london but is also the site of a pretty hilarious c- series of events in hindsight admittedly local newspaper in the 1970s caught onto a story that would attract national attention there was a vampire on the loose in Highgate Cemetery and two men competing to be the first to catch it. The cemetery in North London was the, quote, it place for the resting souls of wealthy Londoners in the 19th century. You're not uh, in the
1: cemetery? Oh, you
0: must be poor. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it had it has Karl Marx in it and George Eliot. Novelist George Eliot. So pretty pretty good. Uh,
1: <laughs> pretty good if you like Karl Marx. Pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty have, good.
0: Have, they have a bust that they have like on a picture of his bust and i'm like it's not a great bust of him his head looks <laughs> gigantic uh so it was rundown. so they people were filming like horror movies like from beyond the grave and the taste of blood of dracula in the early 70s but residents were experiencing a horror story of their own sightings of a sinister dark figure with blood red eyes who appeared to glide around the ground started cropping up in local newspapers there was no plausible ex- explanation it must be a vampire. <laughs> one gotta of be. the sightings—it's got to be. There's no other explanation. Like, not somebody being tired and pale. Uh, one of the sightings was recounted in a letter. Shut up! Written... I'm not a
1: vampire. I'm just tired and pale. Shut just... up! <laughs> fun Shut of up me. Dude. Uh,
0: one of the sightings was recounted in a letter written by a young Wicca, which is Wiccan, like a pagan sure. witchcraft enthusiast, and he's. Best this rap is name. the first. Best rap name, This is young f- Wicca. <laughs> Youngwick is absolutely great uh this is the first of the two vampire hunters his name's david ferrant uh and he published in the hampstead and high start express uh, this letter ferrant claimed he had seen a tall gray figure floating in the cemetery on christmas eve in 1969 and he had since found foxes in the ground with their throats slit as and As and president of the Psychic and Occult Society, it is no surprise that he jumped to paranormal conclusions. Yep. So this guy's just walking around as a... He's just like, I found some dead foxes. He's like, there must be a vampire. When
1: you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. Checks out.
0: Yep. Shortly after Farron's letter was published, a second man, who is the second vampire hunter, Sean Manchester was interviewed by the same newspaper for an article titled... Does a vampire walk in Highgate?
1: It's young Wicca versus little pagan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Manchester claimed that the figure was in fact a king vampire. Which is just, oh my god, a medieval black magician <laughs> who had practiced magic in Wallachia, the home of Dracula, before being buried in the oh cemetery. So he just created this, like, lich of a <laughs> vampire. and He's, he's not like, this no is an a-.
1: ordinary vampire. He's a super Megatron vampire. He's a
0: cool, very cool vampire that only <laughs> I could kill. His body, Mr. Manchester claimed, had been resurrected by a modern Satanist in his demonic form now stalked the graveyard at night. Mr. Manchester, president of the quote British Occult Society, so he's he's a part of a different competing, yep,
1: yep, yep, definitely Uh,
0: self-professed exorcist and vampire slayer, an alleged bishop of, uh, they say in this article, in some unknown church, but I've seen in the other one, it's called the Old Catholic Church, which I have no idea what that means because the Catholic Church is not like it's It's,
1: it's it's not new; it's the Catholic Church but with more vampires, (laughs)
0: with with just like worse values. (laughs) more guilt Uh, more (laughs) more vampires more guilt uh declared that he would be the one to rid the cemetery of the vampire ferrant hit back saying that the vampire myth had been blown out of proportion with the unhelpful influence of the media and that the figure was in fact (laughs) nothing more than your common garden ghost
1: so he basically was like fake news regular vampire
0: it's just he he just changed the ghost too. he's like it's just a
1: regular you know a garden ghost like a garden snake. <laughs> like a garden doesn't not poisonous bad. doesn't want to haunt anybody regular unfinished business just like a chill maybe it's, it's
0: Karl Marx coming back to he's really chill, just lecture he's got us. some
1: unfinished business it's fine in 1970 Manchester
0: published quote the the Highgate Vampire which is his book Ferent came back with his publication of Beyond the Highgate Vampire so do you, do you so so that's i mean that in itself kind of has their dichotomy dichotomy where one of them will do something and then the other one do something that's a little like more, i'm doing a little it better
1: more, yeah a little more
0: proving that hell hath no fury like a magician scorned the uh-huh. two developed a feud that continues to this day and their antics around the high guard highgate vampire hysteria hysteria attracted the attention of the national press Stories about the Highgate Vampire also got so out of control that on Friday, March thirteenth, nineteen seventy, an ITV special report about the cemetery prompted an angry mob to descend on Highgate, determined to rid their town of the vampire (laughs) tormenting local (laughs) residents. So this is nineteen seventy. This is this is fifty years ago. Like people are coming out just like kill the vampire. Both Mr. Manchester and Mr. Ferrant had been interviewed for the report, with Mr. Manchester taunting his rival by announcing that he would be leading a vampire hunt at the cemetery every night. Eager hunters lined the gates and climbed over the walls to witness the event. Despite the police' efforts to control the mob, several graves were opened and corpses were beheaded and mutilated with spikes. Both on that night and during the subsequent hunts. A thing that they. Way um, to take
1: something too far.
0: Yeah, the, another thing that they said was they also found they found a beheaded corpse in somebody's car, uh, okay. and then they also found a corpse that was all burnt up, which led people to believe that it was like a satanic thing, um, but you, I, I don't know if it was satanic or if it was just people going fucking hog wild and thinking it was a vampire. Oh, Lord. Although several hunters claimed to witness the dark figure in the cemetery, the cunning vampire remained unslew. Mr. Farrington and Mr. Manchester continued to compete, both claiming that they would be the first to find and kill their undead neighbor. In a conclusion, straight out of Harry Potter, the two decided to hold a duel mm-hmm, to decide mm-hmm. once and for all which of the two of them was the greater magician and paranormalist. Flyers started to appear in London Underground Station advertising the quote magical duel, <laughs> which was scheduled for April 13th, 1973, on Parliament Hill
1: in Hampstead. Oh my God i love this i love i love a world in which the logical outcome of a conflict is a duel
0: yep (laughs) it's a it's a magician duel what are they gonna do they have magic uh rumors swirled around the media that the two were planning to sacrifice a cat in the presence of quote a naked virgins which is just horseshit like they totally just made that up (laughs) when a local man beloved pet failed to return home one day, Mr. Farrant was villainized by RSPCA and the media for allegedly having beheaded the animal as part of a pagan ritual. The duel never took place and Mr. Farrant was arrested in 1974 next to Highgate Cemetery carrying a crucifix in one stake. He was convicted of damaging memorials and interfering with the dead remains, but he successfully sued the News of the World for for making him look like a cat uh, killer. Uh, This is, I'm going to Jumped to the wikipedia because they left something out that i thought was important Uh, a few days later manchester returned to highgate cemetery he claimed that this time he and his companions forced open the doors of a family vault indicated by his psychic helper which is just by itself just crazy Uh, he says he lifted the lid off of one coffin believing it had been mysteriously transferred there from the previous catacomb he what? was about to drive... A, yeah, I don't understand that either. He was about to drive a stake through the body it contained when a companion persuaded him to desist. Reluctantly, he shut the coffin, leaving garlic and incense in the vaults. That'll get him.
1: <laughs> Fine, but I'm leaving a sweet... Gar- a little bulb of garlic just in case they're going to make a nice dinner roast and they forgot some of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: now back to the My London News. Uh, and because a lawsuit is much too worldly for the likes of a magician... Uh, this is Ferrant again. He also posted out voodoo dolls with pins stuck in the heads of the RSPCA <laughs> inspector and others who call- had called for prosecution just for good measure. That'll show him. That'll show him. Uh, with no duel to settle the matter, the feud between Mr. Manchester and Mr. Ferrant is still alive and well with Mr. Ferent uh, involved in the distribution of the line of comments called The Adventure of Bishop Bonkers with accompanying Bishop Bonkers merchandise. I think he like uses that to make fun of Ferrant. Oh my God. Or no, Mr... Oh, no, the other way around. Uh, he makes fun of... Uh, because he's a bishop of the old mm-hmm. Catholic Church, he's making fun of Manchester. Mr. Manchester writes several blogs aimed at vilifying his rival, describing him as suffering from, quote, narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> Takes one to know one, yeah, I guess. pot calling and, the kettle and, black there. Yeah, and uh, often it is the painting of Ferent as a demon. He also claims that he had later tracked the vampire down. Remember, there's a vampire... Uh, oh, yeah, down to a house it. in Crouch End where he had plunged a pike into its body and burnt it. Thank goodness.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, I killed around... it when no one was looking. I killed yeah, the when exactly. no, no one was there. My girlfriend, oh, she, and goes, I burnt him. she goes to a different school. It's totally real. It's fine. Don't worry I about.
0: burnt it to a crisp. Nobody would have seen no, it. It's all ashes it's now. Yep. Uh excitement around the cemetery died down and now only history buffs are interested in visiting the graves. Uh, if you think this is uh, something out of a movie, that's because it is dracula ad 1972 was inspired by the bizarre events that took place there only uh only 50 years ago so they actually made like a movie kind of around it because normally we're like they should make this into a movie no i this guess somebody movie. did yeah someone
1: was like this is too good it's
0: it's i adore it i love i it. absolutely I love these two guys one of them died i think last year that's not that they they long never, ago they never made up and they never made their wizards duel so funny to me it's, it's so good
1: it's too, to my dying day i will never forgive this other guy for for trying to one-up me with a vampire hunt it's two
0: bullshitters trying to out bullshit yes, each other i love it fully if they, they both
1: like dive, they both fo- fully committed to the bit like uh-huh. fully
0: at no time did they think maybe we're being ridiculous it's yeah, just two crazy people it battling yeah. <laughs>
1: what
0: what would they have done with the wizard duel
1: what would no, they have done it's, it's a good thing i got canceled because what were you gonna do? What were you gonna it's do? Like, what was the plan? It was it was them
0: both going, hold me back, hold, hey, me, hold me back, and hold me nobody's hold holding back. them
1: back. <laughs> I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna hold get back, with my magic back. spells. You hold me
0: back. It's absolutely insane. But you know what's probably the most sane thing we're gonna do all day is we're gonna end the podcast. I'm so, sorry, it's the end of the podcast. Is,
1: is the most sane thing I've done all day. Absolutely, yeah. no question
0: well thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast uh if you enjoyed the show please leave us a star rating or a written review we love getting those from like itunes anywhere that you get our podcast if you want to send us a segment of your own send it to segment city at gmail.com hit up our twitter at segment city or youtube segment city and uh you know just kind of recommend us to a friend if you if you enjoy the show but you know, it's a friend that we have that we recommend. We recommend her. Is that does, does that track?
1: I I I rec- I nominate I nominate Rachel Robinson as friend of show. Is that how that works? Yeah, I, think I nominate good. Rachel. She she's great. She does our intro music. She has a podcast of her own called Create Loud. Uh, she uh is she's she deserves your vote for friend. of of, of the, the week, year of the week oh we do a weekly that's so friend nice of you yeah, and usually it's rachel if we're honest with ourselves yeah yeah
0: she's a great friend and we're a great podcast and that's how we're gonna end. This hell yeah episode. brother we gotta hell toot- yeah, brother. no one's
1: tooting our horn we gotta do it ourselves we gotta
0: <laughs> i love tooting my own horn what <laughs> what is that how we're what? gonna end what uh halloween hunks that's us Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave
1: me a face that was just
0: like are you sure? Are you sure are that's you how sure? you want
1: to end? I so just raise my eyebrows. Are you sure? Uh-huh.
0: I don't here's how we're gonna end. Goodbye, everybody. Ha- happy happy almost Halloween.
1: Keep it hunky.